0: This is the Alad Qatar podcast by Olawale Adigun and Adeyemi Adesoya. It's going to be a repeat of um, the last edition's World Cup round of 16 clashes. France and Argentina will be taking on each other in the 22nd edition of the FIFA World Cup right there in Qatar. On that note, um, I'm welcoming you to the Alad Qatar podcast. Um, and my name is Olawale Adigun. Yemi Adesoya remains here as always. Yemi, what's popping. Yemi... It's almost um, the end of the World Cup and what a ride
1: we've had. Well, I have thought that one month would go that fast. One month of bliss. It's been excellent, it's yeah. been exciting, it's been a magical journey and what better way to end it than, you know, um, double champions making it to back. In fact, both of them are double champions. In yeah, fact, yep, yep, uh, making it to back to back World Cups. Uh, then Messi making it to his second World Cup final. And uh, France looking to make it that's this is France's fourth final in a row. So, hey, uh, it, it in, all yeah, right? in all international yeah, competitions, yeah, in all international competitions. So, they from the Euros in 2016 to the World Cup in 2018 to the Nations League and now to this World Cup
0: I'm not sure they get close to, or they are going to get close, although we have to wait for another four years. What Brazil did, 94, 98, we have 2002. We have to wait. I, th- I thought that was, in- that was an incredible That was incredible run, yeah. yeah. I mean, do three World Cup finals. And we need two out of three. Yeah. But, but, but quickly, um, I mean, we've enjoyed the World Cup from start to almost finish. By the <laughs> time we're here next time, World Cup will be over. We'll be reviewing the World Cup final between France and Argentina. But it will be a nice opportunity to also take a look at this comparison between How big the World Cup is and maybe the next competition that probably has got this, you know, conversation about which is the best, the Champions League. I mean, it it might be one month. Champions League is about a season. But this one month can make up for whatever season or whatever months the
1: Champions League will always offer you. What do you think? The World Cup is the World Cup. Yeah. Champions League is the Champions League. There are two distinct competitions. The World Cup is the biggest show on earth, whether you like it or not. The Champions League also is a big show. No, it's a big show on the club scene. Uh well, national it's still pride. A big Hold on. A scale. National pride yeah. is different from club affiliation. Sure. So I think on, on the basis of that, national pride trumps club affiliation. And of course, because the World Cup is all embracing, people from all corners of the globe, teams from all over the world, you know, uh play a part. Champions League is restricted to teams in Europe. Even though it has a collection of stars from all over the world, playing that true they are trade for different clubs. But still, the World Cup stands out. It's the biggest prize in the I, game. I speak of some key features
0: of the World Cup. We'll get into these games in, in a bit. But I just wanted to, to have a conversation about um, the fact that this World Cup we're currently enjoying. I feel the defining feature is its viability. And you can understand what I'm saying. Qatar bought the World Cup. You like it or not? <laughs> I mean, They're hosting the World Cup because... They have more money, they have more ambition than anyone else. Yeah. Um It's very obvious that football is a sport for sale. And, and Qatar bought a lot of it, of course. with what we were said. Um, the estimated World Cup spend right now, I'm hearing, is about $200 billion. Yeah, it's about 161 billion. That's about 161 billion pounds. You can see the stadiums, you can see the fan parks. You can see the buses, the fleet of buses. You can see everywhere. You can see that they've spent a lot of money. And also... Anyone with popularity or credibility is also inside this tent. Okay. Asen Wenger, Jürgen Klinsmann, everybody FIFA. Can think of everybody. Gary Neville, Even Samuel <laughs> you know, Kaká, Guti. You could see everyone in there. Alessandro De Piero works for Bean Sports as an analyst you know, for the World Cup. But while Qatar have bought the World Cup, the identity of two of the semi-finalists also tells you that not like club football where everything is for sale, where you can buy players because you have big money. Yeah, the World Cup doesn't
1: bow to that. No, it doesn't, and it always gives you to one Cinderella story. Now Depen- depends on where that Cinderella deci- decides to end. Mm. You know, so you are talking of uh, Croatia, who ordinarily you wouldn't put them in the, in the equation, but somehow they've shown consistency since 1998 to be you know in and around the final four. Morocco, who prior to this in they got to the second round first African team at the time, but then they put a composition of talent from across the world, more or less and put it with Moroccan descent with good investment mm. with faith in, in, in their coach and in the entire system now, they they can only look and wait till FIFA got that uh, credit to them for $25 million to be invested in their football so this is what the World Cup is about. It embraces everybody. Brings everybody together. Hey, it's only in the World Cup that you... Well, even though in League it happens, but it's only in the World Cup that you see a Saudi Arabia defeat an Argentina. Yeah, the you randomness see, of results. Yeah, you see Japan defeat Spain. Yeah. Japan defeat Germany. South Korea defeat Portugal. You know, so it's... It, and, and the unpredictability of this edition itself. I probably say this edition we have had probably the most unusual of results uh and of course probably the best performance from african teams in general so uh this is what makes it special this is what makes the world cup standard and of course the fact that it gives a player a chance at immortality true this is why the World Cup remains special. All right,
0: uh, we love international football and uh, we'll always continue and continue um, to love this game at this level. As people tell me about Super Eagles, no Super Eagles, no World Cup. I, f- I feel that's trash. By the way, um, we had a conversation a couple of episodes ago and we're trying to figure out why Argentina always has crazy supportership at tournaments, especially the World Cup. And for Qatar... I actually came across um, a discovery. Find they have a, a fantastic and raucous traveling crowd. I yeah. always come from Buenos Aires and travel with them. But actually for Qatar, the reason why they are much more pronounced is the fact that a neighboring country has adopted Argentina and actually has adopted Argentina since way back 86, Bangladesh. Wow. Bangladesh adopted Argentina as their football team because they know they will never make any football tournament. <laughs> and actually, from um, the they also got sympathetic to Argentina's plight during the Falklands War. Mm. And um, since then on, they've always adopted Argentina. By the way, Brazil also have a crazy, crazy followership in Bangladesh. Mm. Um, I was told that the last Copa America final, after the final, they were fighting. Not in Brazil. In Bangladesh. Yes, (laughs) there was a clash between rival fans of Argentina and Brazil. That was, In fact, we're told that the Bangladeshi police were preparing to separate the fans in Bangladesh if Argentina and Brazil Brazil. had met in the semifinals. That's how crazy um, the followership is also in that part of the world. So he explains why you always see some weird looking guys looking like Indians but um, they're wearing the Argentina shirt wow. alright uh, we'll do a break and we'll come back France um, uh, in the final and uh, there's Argentina we'll talk about Argentina first uh, We knocked out Croatia easy peasy we'll be right back Halakata podcast Messi held up by Gradiol Messi away from Gradiol Thank All right, welcome back. And um, we just enjoyed um, the crowning moments of um, Argentina. Lionel Messi taking Argentina into um, the World Cup final. And, and Yemi, I mean, where does this rank? Because I think Me- Messi has given us some. I mean, this is the best or second best individual performance I've seen at the World Cup. Which one sure is best? I think no, no, not the best. But I've seen two great individual performances. I'm sure I'm sure. I think the Australia game. It was it was fantastic, Argentina. Sure. Then this game also. And the beauty of this, Yemi, was how. He started the game with an adductor muscle problem and I was strutting all through the game but was still influencing the game.
1: I'm sure I saw more individual uh, influence in the game in 1986 by certain Diego Maradona. In the final? All through the tournament. Yeah, but, but, but re- the remarkable one still remains the final. Wally, all through the tournament. <laughs> all right, but Messi has been excellent. We have yeah. to give you, you know, his drew props. Um, has it been I the best player in the tournament? You know, it's it's actually going to be a very close one because I'm scratching my head hard with Antoine Griezmann at the moment. I thought you were going to mention Kylian Mbappe. Look. Mbappe hasn't quite last two games. Mbappe has had a great tournament on the basis of the explosiveness of his play, the goals he has scored. But in terms of impact to the team, I think Griezmann has been exceptional. I've been racking my head and wondering, if I'm going to set up my team on the tournament, how am I going to set it up? Yeah. How am I going to fix the Griezmann? But, but if you're
0: part of the FIFA technical study group, you're, you're left with Griezmann, you're left with Messi, and you guys are voting for your golden um, golden ball golden winner, ball winner? Is the golden ball, golden glove, or uh, a golden, golden ball, ball winner. Yeah. 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 Who's, who's, who's votes? Well, I think, I th- I think I'll leave it
1: to ball. who wins the final. I won't do that you that they did in 2014.
0: Is it no. always necessary you win the final? No, I think
1: you need look, no, Messi. L- 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 Messi l- l- didn't l- have a good World Cup. Yet. In 2014. Now let's, let's. But he ended up winning the Player of the Tournament. Now l- l- let's
0: have a scenario where France win the final. God forbid. G- <laughs> <laughs> but
1: so we know where you.
0: But if Wally. Antoine Griezmann wins the World Cup, he doesn't have the number to back it up. Messi will probably have the World he Cup. Has in about has performance how many goals
1: and assists. He has five goals, three assists. Yeah,
0: exactly. So well, how are you glorying Messi for that?
1: Yeah. Now this is the catch, Wally. If France. By, for any reason, win the World Cup on Sunday, right? If they're not giving it to, um, to Griezmann on the basis of his performances, they will give it to Mbappe on the basis of his contribution in terms of goals and assists. That is what I think will be the tipping point. But I would not be surprised if even if France win it, they hand it over to Messi. Because, like it or not, it's a popularity contest. FIFA has shown that over the years. And after they did that, Travis City did in 2014. I can't put you past that.
0: Anyways, it's not a popularity contest. It's um, it's not left to people to vote. It's left within the FIFA technical study yeah, group That's guys. why, if you are popular Tours with the
1: technical study group, that's why you win it. All
0: right, I think there's a lot of objectivity in that study group, though. But let's talk about some of the key matchups or the the key feature or the key head-to-head in that game, and that was Messi up against them. Um, my best defender of the tournament, Yosko Guardio. And like you said, <laughs> um, a couple of millions were deducted from his value. Like 30 million value.
1: <laughs> oh my God. But you see, let me make an excuse for the young man. You know, back-to-back extra times. It's not easy. Um, like I mentioned this but morning... Is that half it, it, it Messi? Wait now. I have a, in fact, quarter fit, Messi on a good day, on his day, would we'll destroy anything. Let's, let's be sincere. But I think that... Um, like I mentioned this morning, uncharacteristically for Croatia and Morocco, two teams who have been solid defensively, well organized. For some reason, their tepid, timid nature in the semi-final was their Achilles I think that's what caused Croatia, and somehow defensively, they just seemed to be all over the place. You know, I we spoke about the impact of their fullbacks; they seemed non-existent mm. throughout that game. And I think you have to give credit to Argentina for how well they set things up to counter whatever domination the Croats the Cro- tried to have. Um, sad for Croatia that, you know, they couldn't take it to the next level. Argentina just took their chances once it came their way. But they can hold their heads high and say, we got to the final last time, we're in the semi-final. It's just that for them, this is the end of an era. An end of a huge era because that midfield. Four years time, I don't think I don't see that midfield existing. Mm. That midfield three, I don't see it existing four years time. Even the back four will be likely changed in four years time. In four years time, uh, forward line as well. So you're I, probably think it, I
0: think if, I think in four years time you still have probably likes of Sosa, Valdiro, yeah. and Juranovic, Bar, Dan Lovren.
1: Of course, yeah. So but I think, then I there's think no you know, guarantee that you would have either of the fullback. Somebody Some might be up, might come up with the scene. Anyways, Croatia have so. always
0: done well producing fullbacks, yeah, so I,
1: I, I, I think, so maybe
0: there's a there's a channeling, uh, there's a funnel of, of talent in, in, in that department. But I wanted to talk about the impact of those two players on the Alves Celeste and how much of impact do you think they've had on the team since they came on? Julian Alvarez and crucially,
1: Enzo Fernandez. You know, we spoke about Julian you know, Alvarez very early in this podcast. yeah. yeah. Uh, that his substitute appearances, the way he's performed, I was very sure I the first two that I was going to knock out uh Lothar Martinez from starting lineup. And the young man has, you know, put the money put his money where his mouth is. He's ensured that he's provided industry, he's provided output in terms of gold scoring, he's been involved. Even though at some point I thought that he'd be better playing as a central figure, he's been played wide because of uh, Messi's positioning and the way they've drafted Messi in this competition, but the young man has been excellent. Enzo Fernandez for me has probably added a few, probably another 20, 30 million to his value from this World Cup. Uh, if anybody didn't know him before now, he's probably put himself he in. He only made
0: his first staff Argentina at this World Cup. And yeah, that so was the third match against the Yeah, so Poland. you know if
1: you watch European football, you probably know it what the yeah, yeah. you probably know him. But the young man has shown that he has you know great heart. Um, he, he's played like like a really mature player, good on the ball not so bad going, go, uh, going forward he's added a goal in this world cup he had a really good chance uh in the last two two games I well to put himself on the score sheet so those are two players that i think you know for the future argentina seem to be secure and then where you worry if argentina is number 10. what happens to that position when messi eventually uh, hangs up his ball but i think Overall, it's been a good competition for these two young stars. And you, you look at Geneva and you ask yourself, wow, Manchester City have Eli Haaland and he still have this guy And you well. know
0: what I liked? what Julio was offering? He was offering what I didn't see a lot at this tournament. And I didn't think I did a lot of it too. Running run behind. Yeah, run um, And also, it was also helping Messi crucially do his defensive work. Oh, yes. So because because Messi is not going press. He's doing pressed, all of that and he's doing it, it yeah. effortlessly. And and that's so so good to see uh, for someone who didn't start the tournament as as you know, Low Tadomatis is always bang on favourites um to start. But let, let's talk about Croatia because I mean in the early minutes of the game it appeared to be like a deadlock. Yeah, you know? Croatia was sent on being compact, defensive block, withholding any Argentina pressure, Kovacic was controlling the game. Yeah. at least they were not even pressing at that point at in all. time. So where did
1: Croatia get it wrong? Um I think that first goal, the penalty, probably shook them a bit. I didn't feel it was a penalty, and um, I, I felt that took uh, a bit of a, uh, a bit of energy from them. Now, the way they considered the second goal, oh my, it was proper schoolboy tactics in terms of going forward for a corner, and then the defending side, the defensive transition, when Argentina broke free from the corner kick. Um, For me, I felt that was what knocked out the stuffings of Croatia. By the time they considered that second goal, they were out of it. They were out of it because they just didn't offer much again going forward. They they, they seemed to be too keen to walk the ball into the entire box to try to finish. They weren't taking shots from long range. It, it, it It was just an unusual Croatian performance.
0: Very unusual. Uh, probably tired legs, um, but um, that penalty was
1: a talking point, was a crucial point in the game. Deserve it. Actually, I don't think it was a penalty, Wally. <laughs> Do you expect goalkeeper to move out of the way? The guard kicked the ball. Is it a penalty, Yemi? Not a penalty for me. Is it a soft penalty? Not a penalty
0: all right, anyways, I think it's a penalty. <laughs> the second time we'll clash on penalties. This is a blatant penalty. No, I don't I care did, if the I did, I goalkeeper did. cannot take himself out of the way. I think it was a penalty. It's a penalty. You're you either, you either pregnant or you're <laughs> not
1: pregnant. <laughs> now, I knew you were going to go there. That's why I said it's not a penalty. So, soft or hard, though. No, it's not a penalty.
0: All right, um, so uh, we know that Croatia and Morocco will have a reunion in, in the third place. Yeah. But they appeared like... That game against um, Argentina was like a goodbye for Lukemut.
1: Oh yes, most definitely, and it's so sad to see such a great player, you know, bow out that way with a loss. But at the same time, he's had an excellent career. I
0: always say that great players or great sportsmen really have happy endings, yes. and that is my worry for the that final. is my fear for the <laughs> final. Great sportsmen it never ends well. Only few. No, we can if go I... back.
1: We can go back in history. Italian ninety Diego Maradona. Did end well. Uh, when he came back in US in ninety four, did not. ended terribly. Did um, maybe he ended well for Ronaldo de
0: Lima, but no, he came to '06 and messed up.
1: Oh yes, did yeah. so end well for. Two. You know, Zizou messed
0: up in two thousand <laughs> and six. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, the ending, the headbutt, yeah, the headbutt. ending. Oh, ah, yeah, um, Usain ended. Bolt ended with the whimper. Ah, yeah, the ending, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So it yeah. it bothers me for the big picture <laughs> on Sunday because. This certain guy also announced that this was going to be his last World Cup final. Well, a lot of people
1: believe that um, announcing it early would drive his teammates yeah. to fight to True. the end. True, But then, you also need to understand that that also True. galvanizes the other side. You say, you want, <laughs> <laughs> you want to use <laughs> us to cry <laughs> your glory. You must be a joker. You know, so... um But does this, winning this the is world, does, sport, does, this
0: sport does, beautiful. Does winning the World Cup on Sunday Make for a happy ending for someone like Leon Messi. Oh
1: yes, this is this has been his um what's the word now? The Achilles heel to his supposed greatness. This has been the only comma to his exemplary c- career. This is the only trophy left for them to say, okay, Oga, Argentina has produced two all-time greats. You are close. In fact, you are above Diego Maradona. I have always said that my greatest of all time is Diego Maradona. Does it change? But it, if, if he Messi wins, wins the World Cup, it changes everything. Well, you can't win... Is it six Ballon d'Ors? Seven. Is it seven Ballon d'Ors. Probably the eighth And the uh How many champions League? uh I think three or four champions. I think has got about four. You know, the number of La Liga titles is one...
0: Copa del Rey,
1: Copa America, League One now. Come on, the number of sheer amount of goals and assists. I, I hope that doesn't
0: put a lot of pressure on 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 on, on Lionel Messi. Is, uh, and is, actually, is, after, after pre- actually is, after, after the pressure. game, you could see a lot of conversation is, is about is the stinker. greatness of Messi. Galinica, got involved. <laughs> I think We're PS. Really got PS Morgan said, "Hey." My grace of all time is still the guy I interviewed. That guy is who I I mean. interview, that's Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo. So you could see a lot of people getting into that conversation. On my radio show too, people still were like, I'm on Ronaldo's corner, whatever Messi does on Sunday. No, but
1: Wally, I think if, if we're going to be sincere, the sheer love that people have for Lionel Messi is... I didn't know... See, I think I realized it more at this World Cup. How much people actually love the guy? Yeah, I've watched the games more at viewing centers, at beer parlors, and all that. Tried this competition competition of the timing and everything. And I'm and watching an Argentine game and hearing what people are saying around me when Messi is playing. I'm like, ah, that's why I like this guy. Rich. But it's just, it, it, it's it's like he it has a great connection to the ordinary fan out there, and I think. A lot of people are wishing him one and hoping that he can crown his career with that trophy. Uh,
0: quick one. Before we um, get to the review of France versus M- Morocco, I'd like to also ask, who do you think has been the second best player for Argentina? I have, a, ve- I have a very weird choice. Not you know, I'll, I'll, I'll,
1: actually say, I'll actually say Julian Alvarez. However, between Rodrigo de Paul and Enzo Fernandez is a close one.
0: I like those names, but I think I'll go with Scaloni. Scaloni. He might not be on the <laughs> yes. pitch. But Wally, that guy almost bungled yes. this world for But guess who, is, who was up against? One of the most experienced managers ah. in world football. It's the youngest manager at the World Cup, by the way. Um, Leonel Scaloni, who played alongside Leonel Messi. And you yeah. look at his bench, you like what you see. Oh, Walter my, Samuel. My, my favourite guy. 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 have Walter it's Pablo
1: It's very good, but... You know, funny thing, Sorry question. Funny yeah. thing, where, where I was watching the game, somebody now saw... What Samuel someone on the bench said. Ah, Five no wonder that uh, Roma teenagers they play the way where they play. <laughs> now he coached me this. Ah, say you don't, you don't know what a Samuel? What well, that's the connected yellow card on the bench. <laughs> the wall. <laughs> that's how great.
0: But but out of thirty-one available changes at this World Cup, Scaloni has made thirty, and you get the feeling that every thirty has made an impact. Yes. Yeah. Except for those guys who came on against Netherlands, Herman Pezzella and whoever. <laughs> but almost all of all of those changes. Have worked a magic for Argentina anytime they came on, even against Croatian game. Was Don Das said you could see the renewed strength DiBala and Demangel career, but and probably gave you a future of, if maybe Messi is unavailable. But that that also
1: depends on how long DiBala has in his career, yeah, yeah, and how fit he can be for the of that I agree,
0: I agree. Um, so I think my second best player for has been Leonard Scaloni by the way we will right, we'll do a break a very short one and um, we'll be back um, to talk about how Morocco had about um, 64% of the ball possession probably the biggest divide at, at this World Cup yeah. and um, just couldn't make it happen against um, the back-to-back World Cup finalists we we'll right back
1: Fofana Mbappe and Mbappe. Oh, those dancing feet. Oh, it must be! Kolo Mouane just on the field. Has made the kind of impact a substitute dreams of. They still have their hands on the trophy. Only Messi... Magical Messi, and Argentina can wrestle it from them now. All
0: right, welcome back. It's still the al Qatar podcast. We're recording right from the Bedou studios, and we're having fun talking about um, the World Cup alongside Yemi Adi. So, Yemi, let's get to France, Morocco. Let's start with um, the North Africans. What a journey for Morocco. First African nation to reach a World Cup semi-final. They've played with so much courage throughout the tournament. The two-nil scoreline makes it look like it was a fairly comfortable night for for France, France. but it was
1: anything but but the case. Well, at all. Um, Morocco was very impressive and I have to give you huge credit. Um, I that for Morocco to win anything in the future, they need to find a striker or develop one. I think the amount of chances that they they had, if they had Giroud on their side, on that side, they would have scored. Did they they like the killer touch. Oh, yes. And and Naziri and was the one that a lot of people expected to do that. You know, he's had a decent season at Sevilla. But somehow he just couldn't find his feet, even though he scored in the uh, game against Portugal. But in terms of, on the whole, for the game, like I said, for Croatia, they also suffered from uh, some defensive naivety. And those two changes in defence, um, they showed that they yeah. had good... Although they were forced yeah, changes. Forced. Yeah, forced They should that they had good, dependable replacements, but still, it's hard when 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes into a game, your entire game plan, you know, more or less goes out the window because you have to make a change, because it's a forced change. But they were impressive in the sense that they kept the ball well, they went forward well, they troubled France a lot. Just that they didn't have that killer instinct. And just look at the goal that he considered. It was a sloppy moment where a defender, instead of probably being strong, mm. decided to dive in. And hey, he was playing against a crafty Griezmann who was at the top of his game, found the space. I I, I don't like the commentator was saying he was trying to blame it on the goalkeeper. I think I don't want to blame it on the goalkeeper. I felt it was a period where he wasn't so sure on how well TNN is going to be able to connect with the ball. But TNN shows that they had the acrobatic nature and him to be able to finish. So, Morocco can be proud of their performance at this World Cup. It's been a magical run. But going forward, they have to find a striker that can actually score, score goals. They need... Goals win you games, Manly. Yeah. Goals yeah. win you games. And I think that's what Morocco... No, last time you said defense
0: win you championships.
1: I said games. No, I said games. Oh, not wait. championship. <laughs> games.
0: <laughs> oh, God. But, but I see, like as Mike Tyson said, you get to the, to, to, to the ring and bam, you get it. Yeah, you one punch, one knock punch him out. And, and, that's what and, that punch, and that punch came early. Yeah. It came really early. Plus the injuries. I saw the first team list. There was um Naya for in it 5 minutes before another team list came out and Naya was out. Yeah. Size goes out about
1: 20 minutes very early year. on yeah.
0: Mazraoui is out um half time yeah, half time <sighs> So you get a feel that those injuries although Walid Regragui was like was he didn't talk about he didn't say yeah. the injuries were the reason and he was magnanimous in defeat yeah. you know he felt that he could count on everybody in the team And they, and those, they did well. Yeah, they did well. No, Even with, those, those with the substitutes, they did well. Yeah. They showed that They have a competent team. But was it a case of, for the first time in the World Cup, Morocco have a chance to dictate the game? And just like Tunisia against Australia, they had time to dominate, but they didn't know what to do with the ball. They didn't know how to really find that killer touch. Because all through, they've always been the protagonist. Now they're the antagonist, and they just know what to do with that that position. So that's
1: the first thing about football. In in the case where you're unable to be on the ascendancy from the get-go, so throughout this competition... They've not had to come from behind. Yeah, this is the first time they had to come from behind, and you saw a reaction. But unfortunately, they've not been in that scenario before, so it's always going to be difficult for them to get the better of uh, France. Because I think they still didn't have the tools to be able to finish the work. But look, we can talk as much. But it's been a great, great. Excellent magical run for Morocco, and I'm bold to say if they can find a, f- a striker before 2024, they will definitely be favourites for the African 2024 in uh, Cote d'Ivoire. They've not won the Afghan since 76 or something.
0: 76. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure about them finding a striker. But See, sometimes, you,
1: like, like I always say, to win, win the know, World Cup, to win
0: tournaments, idea. is not about having the best players. Not not, of the best no,
1: no, not the best team. The yeah. best No, no, not even the best team. Not even the best. The teams that have the best teams, I actually, don't want to walk up. Sometimes it's just having competent, a competent team that can be at their best in crucial time. Yeah, means also
0: being sensible, being experienced, and having know-how. Yes. And what have we? Who have we seen do that a lot? France. This tournament. France. Yeah. They've managed the games so well. They've not
1: been perfect. And note, they also. They have Rabio, they have Opomokano, Pavard has been out since the start of the yeah. uh, competition. Yeah, has <laughs> for me. Not like he was out, they dropped him. <laughs> he was dropped. Um, uh, they had to bring in uh, Fofana. Benzema had to go. Benzema had Uncu, to go. Uncuncu. Luis, Luis, no Luis problem, Hernandez. No kante. Let's even leave those ones that didn't make Luis Hernandez. Lucas Hernandez, first. Yeah. I mean, Lucas Hernandez injured first game. So they all Benzema had to play as uh, a... As a Traquista. As a roaming midfielder, <laughs> so to say. So they've had their own struggles. But they've also found, and I have to say this about this um, uh, edition. I used to laugh at him when uh, uh, the great Eric Cantona said he's a water carrier. And a lot of people considered it a huge mm-hmm. insult. But the man has shown that those abilities he had as a player, he's been able to transplant it to his managerial career. Yeah, He's shown that at an international level, he can rub shoulders with the very best. You can put him in a great conversation in terms of international managers. Yeah, he's shown that he, he can build his team. Two how, ways.
0: how many, how many managers, in world football, uh, current or past, will be able to boast of having won the World Cup as a player and about to win their second World Cup as a manager? Maybe only Franz Beckenbauer, Franz Beckenbauer, and Mario Zagallo. Zagallo, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe those those two and those only two only are those legends. Two. Yeah. And if you are in the running to be up in that. That sanctuary, uh, yeah. man. I, th- I think that's 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 greatness, yeah. um, for for D- Dishon. But l- let's talk about how they've not been perfect. And yeah.
1: it, rem- it reminds me of how they were also not perfect in 2018. In 2018. No, they, 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 yeah, they were not perfect, but they were competent in key periods. One, the game against Argentina, they blew Argentina away. I think they won all their games in group stages, yeah, last, last World Cup. They blew Argentina away to final against Croatia. Croatia seemed to. You know, do
0: but you know, that was a chaotic it. game, too, in the oh, final. Yeah, I crazy. mean, you could see defensive errors <laughs> on both sides of the picture.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but they were able to, you know, stand. And I think one of the things that set them apart is I think certain players have had to raise their game. Griezmann being one, Trameni, another one. I think that young man has really raised his game at this World Cup that, you know, he's getting closer and closer to being actually what the amount he was bought for. It's 80 million euros. So, that's another player that's really you know, st- stuck out and shown that, look, yes, there's no Kante, no Pogba. I can handle the pressure playing in this game. understand? Very well. And then Mbappe has also shown that, I don't know, that guy... Yeah, I mean, I've not been impressed with Mbappe in last no, two games. No, eh, though. Wale? No, leave he the has... last two games. Okay. Leave the last two games. Yeah. Yeah. But still... Offer, like, even those two games, he's offered moments games. of quality. Oh, yes. Real quality. Look, Wale... The second goal they scored. It was all Mbappe. Yeah, yeah. The goal they scored against him, and the first goal it was all
0: Mbappe. And, and those are the moments. Yeah, in, in any moment is is other opportunity. It's shown real quality. You just feel like the aggregate of the performances those last two matches. I'm not sure is really been France's no, you best know, player.
1: If, if, if you were to score, those, if you look at the game, I, and, Poland, and the worries,
0: worry for me, it's not really a worry, but is that if France to win the World Cup once again, God forbid. Is that? I don't think it will be seen as a as an as Mbappe as an
1: Mbappe tournament. It, yes, yes, you you are correct. You are correct. You, it might not be seen as an Mbappe World Cup. Yeah, you know, uh, but at the same time, in the entire World Cup process, this entire campaign has it had its own contribution. Yeah, yeah, and the, the contribution five goals. That's a lot. of contribution. That's a lot. So the Messi you are talking about has five goals as well. Yeah, he also has five. I think he has two assists or there, about if I'm not mistaken. So, they're almost, from a stat perspective, for people that like stats, you like stats, not me, <laughs> they're almost at par. So, but really, what 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 I think is that, and, and you know what is worrying from Bappi is he's 23, if I'm not mistaken. He hasn't even picked yet. Yeah, so, he hasn't. <laughs> but if, yes.
0: if, while whilst he hasn't picked, I think it's a conversation for another episode, is the fact that he hasn't picked doesn't mean that he can't burn out.
1: Oh, no, of course. Of the course. With right. The amount of football he plays the is... The case in point
0: is always Michael Owen. Oh, Owen yeah. also was blistering at
1: this stage of yeah, his career. Yeah, as, as, f- as, as, as long as his feet... As long as his feet can keep his feet injuries. avoid his injuries... Who pushed France more? Morocco or England? Morocco. Morocco, i say it. Yes. Morocco. I think... Really? Yes. Felix can look at me with corner as much as he By the way, Felix is our producer. <laughs> I think Morocco pushed them. Because, look, I didn't expect France to be as pragmatic as the way in this game against Morocco. They were quite pragmatic. The game against England really, yeah, they did England really worry France? I'm not sure they really did worry France. I'm not sure. So I, I think I would say Morocco worried, worried France more. And then you have to understand that sometimes uh, there, there's, a, there's a kind of... Uh, they know themselves somehow. Uh, so I think that knowledge of the opponent of themselves is probably what... Yeah, but well, let's of talk about the, you know, the,
0: the bad up everyone was looking forward to.
1: Akimi versus Mbappe. How did it go for you? Who edged it? I, th- I think Mbappe did. Just slightly. Really? Yeah. Why? Because... No. Why? Because... Hakimi, if Hakimi did not hurt France on the flip side. Mm. He didn't hurt France on the flip side. That's maybe maybe if Bappe they had system. done what you
0: said, if you had a killer touch, it would have been a different Oh, yeah, it would have been a different The reason because you could see all through the game, Zieg was... Um, what's his name? Hakimi was occupying spaces up front, combining with Zieg yeah. and overloading, you know, Teo Hernandez. The, the, yeah. And Mbappe wasn't helping out. Yeah. And so, that is what must be addressed against argentina in the final uh, but, he, but the laxity see, of him saying okay Tio hernandez
1: you sort yourself out. yourself out yeah but you see the quality the the, the the benefit that hernandez has is also the other guy as part of the dog pivot can help out but while you're talking about france being worried defensively he team also need to worry because if mbappe catches the match in the space that the fullback needs, and in this case, that's either Molina, Molina or Montilla. And these
0: days, Molina plays very high up high on the, up on the yeah. pitch.
1: So, I think you, you will see that Scolone is going to probably have to have a plan to take care of of, of that uh, aspect. So I think Mbappe probably edged it because they didn't punish fans on the other side. Yeah, I mean, how, how talented is
0: this French squad? I call them the most talented squad at this World Cup when it was starting. I feel like they have a deep well yeah, yeah, they do. of talents they can call upon. I mean, look at the crisis they had, like we mentioned earlier on. And yet they are in the World Cup final. That itself is triumph over adversity, you know, if if you look at it from, from yeah, that yeah, angle. There's
1: no guru to the answer. That's but, just
0: it. but how good, can you compare and contrast the squad of 2018 that got to the final and this one in 2022? <sighs> Which was better? Remember, they the have 20, the same manager.
1: The 2018 one and this one. Yeah. I think 2018 one was... Well, only
0: five players from the final in 2018 yeah, are, in are still one. in the squad, yeah.
1: yeah. I think that 2018 team was a lot more explosive. Explosive one in all goes that they scored. They, you know, they scored, put four, four pass Argentina, four pass Croatia. They have, mm-hmm. only, have they, they only put four pass one team, Australia, I believe. Yeah, in this competition. No, they didn't play Australia. No, who did who, they put four pass? They
0: put four pass somebody. First oh, it was Australia, of... Australia, Australia, actually. Australia, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I think the 2018 team was a lot more explosive, but I think this team is probably a lot more mature. Let me put it that way.
0: All right, very interesting squad that they do have. Um There is um, Thierry Hernandez. I think the five players who started um, the game against Morocco and were in the last World Cup final um were Hugo Rafael Varane, yeah. Griezmann, Giroud, and, and Mbappé was very, very young in 2018. And I thought that one of also the best individual performance in the World Cup history against yeah. them. Was it Argentina? Yeah. yeah. It was against Argentina, actually. Chouameni actually has started um, all of their uh, games yeah. in Qatar. But let's go back to more of Griezmann, who, interestingly, you don't like stats, but this is a start you love. Griezmann has started 73 consecutive matches for France. 73 consecutive matches for France. Wow. And in those 73 matches, we have seen different shades of Griezmann. Griezmann. Now, do you think this influences, this World Cup influences how Diego Simeone sees his man (laughs) when he he returns to Madrid?
1: That's a huge question, Mark, because we know Simeone is a different animal. But I do think that he would appreciate the abilities that Griezmann can add to a struggling Atletico Madrid. Team, by the way, in terms of his invention, in terms of the work rate, you know, in, in terms of being able to adapt to a role. Um, I think for the good of Atletico Madrid well, going forward, it'll be better they try to adopt what Griezmann has shown. Uh, and of course, the CJ Felix, who also had a decent Yeah, lineup. Yeah. So, and you know, there's so much talk about him leaving and all that. So, it'd be interesting to see what Atletico Madrid do with those two players you know, when the uh, La Liga season resumes.
0: Now, let's talk about the final. We don't have plenty of time left on, on the pod. And um, this tournament um, for France means that it, this strangers of World Cups will end with a showpiece final that... Maybe if you had asked the organisers, what do you <laughs> want for the final? They would have told you they want France-Argentina. Yeah. Why? Because the beacons... Of the state of Qatar, yeah, so owned by PSG, PSG, versus PSG, has the best player of this generation and the best player of, of his next, generation, of the next generation. Yeah. It's a dream final for Qatar. Perfect.
1: Perfect. for P- I, I'm sure once France won yesterday, they would have popped a few bottles of champagne <laughs> and said, yes, we got the final yeah. we wanted. Uh, but they would have also probably loved the Brazil Argentina like final. If, yeah, with Neymar. Yeah, with Neymar. Yeah, yeah. But that was never going to happen because Brazil Brazil and Brazil were, were, were going like to play. The same year, yeah the same to draw. Um, But really, this is this is what this is what you call a, an investment coming into full fruition mm. for Qatar. Many years ago they put money in PSG subsequently put money to host the World Cup. Yeah. Now, you know, when, yes, when when an investment is coming to maturity, it's come full circle. Now they have a World Cup final, the show Shornhut, in Doha, with two showpiece players from the investment they made many years ago. Lionel Messi taking on Kylian Mbappe. You, ca- you won't find a happier person than the Qatari royal family. Uh, they are, is the Qatari sovereign... Sovereign investment floor. All those guys, Khalifa and Allah, they will be excited and happy looking like, Yes, we've done it. Even if the walk up was not good at all. The fact that we have this final It feels like two hundred
0: billion dollars well spent. Extremely well spent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Judiciously spent, Wally And they've put up
0: a fantastic. If sports washing can be termed successful, this was a this successful. Extra operation. successful. <laughs> this, if you could get A, plus, that's what I, I guess is. what? Uh, one of the players still has another relationship with their partner, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. You know, would they probably have diplomatic issues, issues with us? Uh, see, we don't even know if the World Cup is still going to Saudi Arabia at a point in time. It's true at you know? some point. Yeah. Just <laughs> give it a few more years.
1: Uh, you have 2026 in the US, uh, US, Canada, Mexico. 20, uh, they haven't done twenty thirty have No, they've done twenty they have they have not done it yet. Twenty thirty, yeah. twenty thirty four, twenty thirty eight. Right, twenty thirty eight or twenty I I, 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 I
0: because we are, we have to go, um I would have loved to talk about what could be the crowning moment for Moroccan football. I mean they've 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 paced it since fourteen years ago when they started building and yeah it, is, it feels like the this the ice yeah. of the success but I just feel that there's one more crowning moment for them. Do you know that crowning moment?
1: They have come.
0: Hosting the World Cup. They have been oh, on yeah. it that, since they, they are
1: ripe to host. Yeah. They they were unfortunate in 98, 94, out to 98, 94 to lose they also lost out, yeah. out to USA. they were unfortunate as well that they went to South Africa in 2010. in
0: 2010. They put in for 2014, yeah. they put in for tw- they put in for every, every. World Cup. And I think they can do it. it they they even put in for 2026? This next well, one. Just like they now, were, we are, they are thinking about maybe coasting 2030. 2030. Or 2030, who? maybe Egypt. Because, I mean, the World Cup is going to be 48 teams. Yeah. You'll probably not be able to handle all of that. And that's why, maybe from a sentimental reason, I won't accept, I won't go with their bid. Why? It's centenary year for FIFA. And I think it's proper that the football goes back to where it started. Yeah. Uruguay. You're going to be host alongside, I think, Argentina and um, um, maybe Brazil or something oh, like Okay, that. so those of us are
1: also looking at the joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I, it's I, just... I, sincerely, it's football. I have my issues with those joint beats.
0: A you know. country can't gonna, host for 14th anymore. It's probably going to be, it, be quite chaotic. Be crazy.
1: But hey.
0: Yeah, me finally. France-Argentina. First of all, before I take your predictions, that will be at the tail end of the show. Mm. How do you win a World Cup final?
1: Ah. <sighs> I haven't won one before, but I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) But you've watched many. You've seen many. You have to have a a performance that's close to perfection. Close to perfection. I remember the 86th final. The Germans had a plan for Diego Madrona. They more or less man-marked him all game. But the singular time he bust free Mm. was that third goal. Uh, That's Hogi Valdano, if I'm not mistaken. That third goal. So you have to have a game close to perfection. Um, Fans have to have a plan for Lionel Messi, somehow. They have to find a plan for him. That is lazing around, scanning. They have to have a plan. They have to pray for those moments where he wants to kick into gear. Fans have to have a plan for that. Argentina on the other hand also have to have a plan for the spaces that their win backs leave. From but you know
0: those spaces really get exploited because of those policemen in midfield, Rodrigo I know. Yeah, there was But up. at
1: the same time, they, they, they can also be put in critical positions where those spaces can be used. So that's where Argentina need to. So to win a World Cup, you have to have a near perfect uh, performance. Your best players have to be at the best. In, in the, no, don't put it. That's be in their best behavior. Let's put that. That's be of their best behavior. What that means is, in terms of mentally, physically, they have to be there. you know this shenanigans, try to avoid getting into all those unnecessary shenanigans, where if you are unlucky to meet an an overzealous referee, you get a stupid yellow card early, and before you know it, you get a second one. Before uh, in the second, and your know, World Cup is as good as over. I just ask Argentina, italian '92, two red cards. So hey.
0: So, after you're out to win the World Cup 101 session you just delivered, <laughs> who wins Sunday's final? I'm happy, that this,
1: I'm happy that this program is divided. You have obviously said uh, uh, oh, you're over for Argentina. Yes. I'm for France to win the World Cup. I want, It would be nice to see somebody finally, since 1962, Win back-to-back World Cups.
0: Yeah, but I'm um, not <laughs> even it happened in '58. Oh no, '34, '38. Uh-huh. Was it Italy? Won back-to-back? It doesn't matter. So hey, it would be nice to see France do it. All right, it would be nice to see Lionel Messi. In fact, it would be great to see Lionel Messi hoist the <laughs> Euros-Rome um, trophy. It'll, it'll is this still called the Euros-Rome trophy? Yeah.
1: No, no, no. It's not no easy, I think that's that other the other one was euros yeah. yeah. this is the World Cup. It would be nice to see <laughs> Hugo hoist hoist the World Cup. Never in my lifetime. <laughs>
0: I would love us to wager well, on this. Well, then leaves Tottenham, Arsenal should, out of this. Should we wager on this? That's what. If Argentina wins, you bring a bottle. On Monday. Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Bottle France, of uh huh. If France cognac. If
1: France wins, I, I can not assure you, I can <laughs> bring a drink. But yeah. Uh, if Argentina, if France does win, uh, I'll come to the podcast. You're not serious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, thank you guys for listening. Hope you had a nice time enjoying the Ala Qatar podcast. But not to worry, the World Cup will be over next time we we'll come here. But this sport remains and remains for a very, very, very
1: um, long period. So, yeah, me port, 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 port port, you. thank you for the feedback. Oh, yeah, thank you for the comments. We again, appreciate on social it social media. It. Please listen, <laughs> subscribe, and rate, share, rate review even though Felix wants us to leave the studio
0: i big shout to Felix and Maui who have been our producers and also had um, Fenitola also giving us moral or oral or whatever kind of support she's been giving us thank you very much guys we'll see you next time thank you for listening to the Alad Qatar podcast subscribe and listen on Apple Google Amazon Anchor Spotify and the doom.